I stand before you today at the start of a new tomorrow. A tomorrow made possible by the sacrifices of many over the years. Among them, a man whose mission was to build community and strengthen the bonds between us. A man who had to destroy the very thing that connected us in order to save us. It took us far too long to fulfill the promise of what Rick Grimes and his son, Carl, envisioned. The same promise Paul Rovia, better known to most as Jesus, believed in when he brought us all together those many years ago. Let the fair of new beginning begin! <laughs> And welcome back to Fan Critical's coverage of The Walking Dead. Yes, this is not Emma. It turns out we were having a lovely time with her and uh, we were looking for her. And no one seems to know where she is. So I'm sure she's fine because it seems that when people go missing at the moment, it seems everything's fine. They're definitely still alive. Definitely okay. Definitely fine. Um, And that voice there was our very own Eugene, John. He's here to discuss the episode with us. Affirmative. Yeah, very good that actually. That, that's said. spot on. Yeah. I wasn't. That was you just did that off off the cuff as off well. Off the cuff. So, Pretty good. Yeah. How has he survived all these mass killings? That's one Fucking thing. Fucking annoying. Anyway, speaking of mass killings, just quickly, spoiler warning: if you haven't seen this episode, <laughs> do go watch it now and then come back because there was a lot of events that transpired here that we need to discuss urgently, Some. very urgently, just mm. a few. So go watch it, come back, listen to this. Anyway, that's out the way. Mm. The bloody fair, John. The bloody fair. We've been banging on about it as comic readers, because me and you are both the comic readers, mm. um, for ages, pretty much this whole season. And we thought that it was going to be the finale. Um, and as we, you know, we say we don't watch the preview trailers, so we had no inkling that it was actually going to be this episode. They did a complete Game of Thrones, went penultimate on us. Mm. Did it deliver? Yes. Excellent news. Elaborate. Um, well, look... Uh... I said way back at, I don't know, like four or five episodes ago, maybe five episodes ago, that I felt like we were we were going to see some five bloob episodes this season. Yeah. Lo and behold, literally the week after that, I gave an episode five bloobs. Mm-hmm. It's a five bloobery episode. Yes. I think this might be the best episode. Ever. They've ever done. I think it's up there. Mm. And, and I think we can talk about that in a bit more detail in the main cast, but I definitely had a feeling that I haven't had with this show for a very long time. Yeah. Something that really surprised me, even though I knew this event was coming. Mm. So you feel it delivered against your comic expertise, your your experience reading it on the comic for the comic for the first time. Do you, do you feel the same emotion or do you feel more emotion watching this? Maybe more. Hmm. Uh and which is weird actually um and 
I've spoken about sound. Yeah. Uh, in in cinema and yeah, look, we um, all love a soundtrack. The, uh, Infinity War. Yeah. The music makes that film. It makes the big moments matter bigger. Yeah. Um, and it makes the uh, the the terrible kind of tragic moments more emotive. Yes. Um, they nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Yes. Um, with the the slow build up, the the episode is well paced, and uh, it's not. If you if you if you're expecting what it's or what's going to happen, then you can probably see that there's this kind of I don't know, like an air of something bad is going to happen. Looming, something's looming yeah, yeah. over the characters. Yeah. Um, but I guess if you don't know, it's not. I don't think it's overt, but. It's just, it's very well done. Um, and Jesus, uh, not the character. Yeah, he's gone. Um, he's dead. Yeah. I can't imagine how you would feel as a non-comic book reader Yeah. Um, seeing the end of that episode. That would have blown me away. Yeah, that... Um, it's, and it kind of still did anyway. Yeah, it's the red wedding of The Walking Dead. Yeah. It's the moment where there is, you know, a culling of characters... Mm. Uh, we'll talk about the differences between the comics and the actual show at the minute because yep. the characters are different. Some yep. are interchangeable there. Um, and that is an interesting decision that they made. But it did deliver emotionally the impact that it needed to deliver. Yeah. Just the build up. And we'll, you know, we'll get on to it later. We'll talk about that scene in a lot of detail because mm. it deserves a lot of detail. I'm yes. going to give it five blueberries as well, John. This is, and I said it last week, and it sounded maybe a bit silly at the time. This is the best season of The Walking Dead there has ever been. There's ever been. Honestly, it sounds mad. It's it's had three five blueberry episodes. Mm. Not only that, the pacing's back. It's it feels like an actual tight, cohesive show. Mm. Uh, Dow's shining as the new leader of pretty much everything. He's yep. amazing. Michonne's doing great work. Negan, you know, when you see him, he, he had a really good scene last week. I'm sure we're going to get some more of him in the finale. Mm. Um, and just just this brutal aspect of the show is back where no character is safe. And that yep. is something that was missing from the show for a long time. And mm. look, they didn't even want to kill Rick off. Yeah. Even when he was leaving, they they was too scared to kill him off. He's dead. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's in a chopper. So they were too scared <laughs> to do that. So this is a big step forward for them. Mm. And it's a five blueberries for me. It's the best season of The Walking Dead. Let's crack on with an advert. <laughs> Hello, yes, it's the advert break, John's favourite section of every podcast, Yay. and we have some really good stuff going on here at Fan Critical. We have branched out and we have fathered and mothered uh, <laughs> multiple other podcasts, namely, obviously, our Castle Rock podcast, we've mm. also got our Westworld podcast, and yeah. now our new baby, our new thing that we have to care for nurture thing yeah a thing yeah haven't given it a name yet yeah actually yes we have it's called bastards and broken things yeah oh, see yep. see and it is our game of thrones podcast so if you like us talking about the walking dead we know a ton more about game of thrones to be honest with you and it's basically the reason we got into podcasting in the first place mm. that is a new stream that we have set up it's on every podcast app spotify itunes tune in stitcher you name it it's on there just search bastards and broken things you'll see our little 8-bit characters at the bottom of our logo subscribe and uh, join in the game of thrones discussion because we have not only an introductory podcast episode on there now we have next week or later this week sorry we have a season seven recap 
And in a couple of weeks' time, we have a crazy theory and speculation <laughs> podcast before we get into the season eight proper. Crazy theories. Crazy theories. They are fucking mental at times. <laughs> so very much looking forward to that. And the only other thing to say is if you're enjoying the podcast, please do subscribe. And also we have a Patreon account. Ooh. And that is basically where you can go on our Patreon site uh, donate some money towards us yes please <laughs> donate your money and uh, then we can create bespoke content for you so we actually create some cast episodes which are short reboots of films where we recast the characters with different actors they're usually hilarious that's for every tier of the patreon not only that you can commission your own podcast mm. you can even be a guest on a podcast of your choosing it's pretty mad isn't it john welcome yes welcome you definitely will love hanging out with us so <laughs> think about that so yes the patreon link is in the show notes it's also on the website it's also on our social media channels fan underscore critical instagram at fan critical pod on twitter and fan critical on facebook mm. enough adverts though let's get into this excellent episode of the walking dead yeah <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeezy so we open up this episode and as i said we don't watch any preview trailers Right. So we didn't know what we we're going to get. We're thinking fairs the week after. Right. Start out random. Well, random. Yeah. There's two new characters. It's too happy. It's really cheesy. She's making little hilltop coins. I was terrified at this point, John, that this was going to be an absolute stinker of an episode. <laughs> I literally, a couple yeah. of minutes in, I'm just like, oh my God, what is this? Hey, you should make more of those. <laughs> Everybody would want one. No, they fucking wouldn't, mate. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> fucking shit. It's, it's absolutely, laugh. It's absolutely diabolical. However, I've never been happier to see someone get scalped yeah. than when uh, Alpha was just brutally scalping yeah. her. Oh, thank goodness. They've been murdered. <laughs> but when that happened... <laughs> but when that happened, you... I was like, it's fair time, baby. Yeah. It's totally fair time. That got me absolutely buzzing. Yeah. Three titles. Yeah. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, as I say, or as you've said, uh, those two random characters, um, I actually thought they might be spies. I thought that was what they were going to be. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then suddenly they'd skipped like five years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was like, right, okay. I wonder what timeline it was when they first arrived at um, at the hilltop. It's probably just after Rick, I'd say. I'd mm. say just after Rick's yep. gone, so I thought four or five years ago, yeah. maybe. Um, but look, it's uh, she's again. Samantha Morton's been great, and just yeah. that beginning. She's was she like she was singing a little song as she scalped My her. Jesus Christ, man! Terrifying. Very terrifying. Yeah, I w- I mean. I was thinking that these two characters, and and this is where I, I was starting to worry that, and I, I will get onto the Pike scene obviously at the end, but I was worried that these were two of the characters that were going to end up on Pikes, and because <laughs> the Walking the Walking Dead has no, that. No, not that guy. <laughs> well, come on, there's a couple of them. Yeah, but yeah. it does. Walking Dead has this problem where it's like we'll give this character some dialogue and the audience will definitely care who they yeah. are. Like, literally that episode, then they'll die. And hey, Barry, can you just help me carry this box? <laughs> Who's Barry? Yeah. Why's who, he got a name who, now? Yeah, extra number two. Oh, get Barry's died! <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we'll get onto the bike stuff later, but it did make... It was emotional, but there was a moment where I was like, who the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's the fair. As we said, after the uh, titles, we have a, and you've already heard it because we played it at the start, you have the lovely speech from Ezekiel welcoming everyone to the fair or whatever the fuck Jerry calls it. The, mm. you know, ridiculous name. Yeah, why did he do that? I thought he was a goner as well, mate, but we'll get on to that. <laughs> you know, I'm happy he's not. I know Emma's happy. Because of that, yeah. Well, yeah, very much so. They mm. impressed him so much with that delivery. They were like, actually, he's really good. We'll keep him keep around. Keep him in. Um, so in the comic, and we are going to have a whole separate section in our comic corner section we have every single week. Mm. And if you don't want to hear that, when the tune plays much later on in the podcast, you can just stop listening. That's absolutely fine. But it's just, we just compare it to where we are at the moment in the comics, okay? Mm. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the comic stuff. But I thought it was very interesting how this episode, more so than any episode that I've seen for a while, felt like a comic book. It felt like it was literally a couple of panels dedicated to each of the characters, mm. like each of these little intricate stories, yep. um, giving you just a minute or two minutes to see these dynamics and what they're talking about. And it builds that sense of dread because in the comic, you know, it's very similar. You bounce around essentially about 15 to 20 characters mm. in the space of five pages. And here it felt very much like, okay, we've got a couple of minutes with these guys and then we've got a couple of minutes with these guys and yeah. then this is a different dynamic and it's like, okay, and then you just see Alpha roaming around in the background. Mm. What were your thoughts on the way that they tried to mimic the comic style there? Yeah, it was good. Um, again, like it, it's just very well paced. Um, even when it's all really nice, you still have this fear and I guess um, almost like... Uh, you're like I guess like the Lydia mm. where she is on edge despite the fact that it's it's happy. Yeah, yeah. She's like do do these guys not realise that my mum is mental? Absolutely mental. And she is still out there, like this is this fun is temporary. Is she a good actress? Lydia. Yeah. I think she's really good. Mm. And I think we'll come on to the end in a minute, the decision to keep her on uh is gonna be essential for the certain dynamics going forward and I think she's going to have a very big role to play mm. in the next season for sure yep. I, I really like her I think she's great I've seen her in something before I don't know what it is but she's good good work Lydia very yeah. good work let's talk about the groups that we that we have glimpses of we've got Henry and Lydia Enid and Alden Tammy and Earl Eugene and Rosita uh, the community leaders meeting to sign the charter the teenagers Ada and Henry Jerry uh, and his wife and kids, Sadiq and Michonne, Luke, Magna, Connie and their crew, and Ezekiel and Alpha. Right. That's all of that happens in the space of about 20 minutes. Mm. What do you want to talk about first? Should we talk about Eugene and Rosita? Let's, cr- let's crack it off with that. You are the Eugene of the group. <laughs> he um, annoys me. He, yeah, well, fine. I'm he, more the Rosita. You're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody might be. Well, could be. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about that. So they had this very tender moment where Rosita thanked Eugene and Eugene's building a radio, which is very good. And we'll yep. talk more about that in Comic Corner for sure, because yep. that's definitely Teasy. a little tease there. Stick that's up. the best part of that, though. Like mm. it, it sort of winds me up that it's like, we've already done this, haven't we, with, with Eugene? He's already had that awkward chat with... Gabe. Gabe. That was terrible, though. As we, yeah, as that we was said, awful. That yeah, was garbage. But it's like, look, that was terrible... Let's just move along and pretend that that's all sorted. Why does he now have to brace it with Rosita? Well, they had Get to give Rosita it. a moment in this episode, and I. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Come on to that. But then it kind of that. Well, maybe yeah. Okay, so maybe they did that to 
misstep viewers potentially yeah or certain I, viewers and i think that is something that we always criticize the walking dead for which is trying to when it tries to like trick us on purpose mm. however this form of trickery is much better mm. showing us these glimpses of all these characters and making us you know feel on edge about who we're going to lose here yeah. because I didn't mind it. I quite like the fact that they teased all of these different scenarios. You could have lost any of these characters. Yeah. And I like that. Mm. I liked not knowing. and Because I, I know who dies in the comics and you know who dies in the comics. Yeah. It was a surprise and a shock to us when we did see who actually did die. Yeah. And it did actually hit home, like we said. Mm. So let's just say Eugene, Rosita, kind of okay stuff. I want to play uh, Eugene's RPG game. <laughs> 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 you know. uh, such a loser, man. Yeah, I know, but fucking I'm, hell. A bit of D and D in the uh, zombie apocalypse. I beg your pardon. Oh, right. oh yeah, not what you're thinking. <laughs> Jesus, man. Dungeon yeah. Dragons. Oh, who knows? Get ready for the Stranger Things podcast. You got up the up your game on that one. <laughs> right. Uh, let's talk about um, another lovely sort of couple, uh, Enid and Alden. Mm. Good stuff. Fucking awkward, wasn't it? What with the boyfriend girlfriend chat? Well, can Luke just piss off? He. Now, He's a needy guy. Is he gay? Is it bad that you remind me of Luke as well? <laughs> <laughs> Just all the shit ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, this is why I would take Rosita. Um, start wearing hooped earrings. Yeah. Like she does in the comics. Yeah, very um, much so. Yeah, he's just like, can you just let these guys have some time together? Yeah. Why well, has Luke decided that Alden is his best mate? And, uh, you know, now Alden's going to be fucking raging because not only, you well, know, he's, his time with Maybe he will get with Luke then. They've been through a lot together, mate. Don't don't you know? They were captured. They were bound and funny, gagged together. So <laughs> was that after or? Mm. <laughs> Grief does strange things to us all. Uh, Henry and Lydia. So this is the central relationship that has been essentially the arc of this whole half season. Mm. Thoughts on this whole dynamic now that Lydia has been finally granted asylum. Well, I mean, it's it doesn't matter now, does it? Let's be honest. Okay, so everyone knows who's listening to this that Henry fucking... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa Easy. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> Henry, uh, he, he's a goner. Now... Can, can I read... Uh, now, this is an excellent episode. Yeah. Most of the reviews that I've read yeah. about this episode have been like, I'm speechless at how good this episode is Yes. Um, for The Walking Dead. I'm just going to read one review, and, uh, and the reason I'm going to mention it is that you know, they, they do talk about uh, Henry. Mm. Um, so so this person, Triple X, Nomadic Triple X. Good name. Um, good name. It's a good name. Why would Alpha leave Sadiq alive when she was going to send Daryl and crew back to see the heads of their friends? This doesn't make any sense. His head should have been mounted too. Why leave him alive when Daryl and crew can carry the same message? And I'm skipping ahead here. Oh, that's right. He had to be able to tell them how bravely they fought together and died fighting as a team. It was a team-building experience that the communities needed to prepare them for the upcoming war. That was so lame. They gave this episode 3 out of 10. Jesus, man. Um, Flawed rating system. However, uh, the reason they give it 3 out of 10 rather than 1 out of 10 is thanks for taking care of our Henry issue. Couldn't have happened to a better character. (laughs) Brutal. He's a young boy. Yay! He's been decapitated. 
That is mental. That's too much. Yeah, so if you didn't know Henry's dead, he's dead. Um, <laughs> but Henry and Lydia, I knew the moment that he sat down with her on that bench and you heard the water pipe clank. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, they're killing Henry off. Mm. And that's when my brain started thinking, okay, they're doing this differently to the comics. Obviously, Henry doesn't exist in the comics. It's it's Carl, actually, in this place. Imagine if it was Carl. <laughs> Imagine if Carl and Rick were still there and that oh, was Carl. Word. Oh, my word. Yeah. That would have... Meltdown. That would have been... I, that's so good, I can't even think about it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I actually would have been okay with that. It's annoying though, isn't it? It is annoying. It is annoying. Let's talk about some more of these pairings before we get onto the really gruesome yeah. he- headings. Yeah. Tammy and Earl. So um, they've got a little baby now that yeah. they want to call Adam, I believe, or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Just garbage lines. Yeah, However, yeah, Alpha yeah. hears this and, you know, you, you see her sort of notice the baby. She obviously remembers the baby. From All babies look the same. How does she know that that's the baby? I don't know. She's feral. She's quite animalistic. She's got the scent yeah, of the baby. Yeah, the smell. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Uh, but Tammy and Earl, I like Tammy and Earl, by the way. I think I think they're some of the stronger. Liked. Well, yeah, good. Spoiler again, but we'll get on to that later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like them. Um, and I, Earl, fucking hell, de facto leader of the hilltop, but we'll get on to that later. Can I say something about Tammy, though? You may. So she's the only character that gets the old spike mm. in both show and, and comic. comic. Yeah. How mad is that? That is mad, isn't it? That's how different it is. So when you think about it, there's a host of characters that are different. Mm. Um, some that aren't even in the show, by the way. Yeah. Barry. Barry, yeah. <laughs> Barry, help us carry that over <laughs> here, mate. Um, the community leaders meeting, what do you think about that when they signed the charter? Quite liked it. It was good. Um Who's that person from Oceanside? Who the fuck is that? What is that? Where was, is uh, like, Cindy or yeah, whatever was she she's Ill? called? Was she not well? Cindy, um, <laughs> we're filming this really important scene where all the communities are, oh, do it without me. I'll turn up for the last episode. That'll be the best one. You're not in the last one. Well, I can well, only do the last episode. I can't do this one. Am I still getting paid or? Yeah, I'm off to do Game of Thrones maybe. Who knows? But That might be true. She might be in cast in something, you know, <laughs> an unsullied. Cast it. Um, unsullied. <laughs> yeah. Um, you remind me of one of them unsullied. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, good, uh, good, good, good. Yeah. Good. So there you go. Finally, get your own back. Um, yeah, just a random person, and I, that kind of took it down for me a little bit. I'm pretty sure her only line of dialogue was, "I'm down with that." <laughs> it's like, can we rely if, if what attack on one of us is attack on everyone? I'm down with that. Yeah. That was it. It might even have been something like. Ocean side is down with that. It might have been something yeah. even lamer. Yeah. yeah, just to name check where she's from again. Because yo yo yo, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm from Ocean Side. Remember viewers? The Ocean Side rap. It's uh, after credits. She scene. was looking at the camera for God's sakes. What are you doing, man? <laughs> okay, walk up to the mark. Don't look at the camera. And deliver your line. I am from Ocean Side, and we are down with that. <laughs> Fucking hell, we're Cindy. Um, oh Jesus yeah, Christ! Stuff. Just to say that yeah. community leader thing, other than her was really good um, and a nice touch from uh, Michonne to let Gaby do the the signing yeah very nice touch um, yeah. and again you'd think well has he signed it because her signature will be void because she's going to get the spike well I have to be honest you sent me a message this morning with the little googly eyes emoji <laughs> about 20 times because yeah. you had watched it before me oh yeah and I was sitting there going, right, so it's definitely the fair. As soon as I turned it, I was about to watch it. So mm. it's going to definitely be the fair. And then I was like, if he's put that many googly eye emojis, 
I was like, Daryl's gone. <laughs> Literally. But, or someone massive, because I was just like, Jesus. Anyway, not Jesus. Carrying on. He's dead again. Again. The teenage resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> he's back for Easter oh, perfect I mean, yeah. oh no he's dead again it's the Walking Dead Easter special <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd be crucified if they did that oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus uh, good um, the teenagers and Ada so Ada's the um, glasses wearing girl that sort of yes, fancies, yeah, that yeah. fancies Henry very nerdy girl yeah <laughs> yeah and the other two who I just can't remember their names I'm really sorry but they're yeah. just absolute douchebags they were the ones sort of playing with the walker not like that <laughs> <laughs> you get bored though didn't you you just do random stuff what's going to come out oh. <laughs> uh, would it be dead oh god know. that's weird that, that is weird. yeah could be could yeah Anyway, what do you think about them? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit annoyed that uh, they they were involved. They felt very disposable. Um, yeah, which is a good thing, in a way. Yeah, I guess so. But well, I guess we'll get on to the, um, the importance of some of the characters that yeah. they've lost versus some fucking cowboys or whatever, but... We'll get on to them in a sec. Um, Cowboys. They're, uh, they're, I mean, the kids are annoying. Um, and I call them kids. I mean, fucking hell. They must be in their early 20s, for God's sakes. They're not that old. They're like 16, 17, uh, I think. But the actors aren't. No, no way. way, no way, no way. Yeah. No way, yeah. They're, they're douchebags. Anyway, that's them. Fuck them. We'll fuck them. Uh, Jerry and his wife. I thought Jerry was very sweet in yeah. this episode when he was trying to be like a little bear creature and he was crawling towards Judith and all the kids were like jumping on him 100% but, thought he was going to die I, I mean I've never been more certain of someone dying mm. and then I was like oh, I just couldn't believe that he was still alive at the end of yeah. this episode and that is amazing because I do love Jerry but, but that, that, that it, uh, so that kind of dissipated for me once I saw he was sitting in the front row with the kids mm. and he had Judith with him yeah. so I was like right okay Imagine he can't go anywhere Judith. fucking hell that would be yeah. next six level. infinity stones but um, <laughs> yeah that would be fucking mental I couldn't get over it if that was the case no they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be allowed to do that no they would not be allowed to too do that too small uh, Sadiq and Michonne having a nice little chat Sadiq foreshadowing that he's about to be a father uh, yeah. Michonne not really understanding that which was weird it's clear <laughs> clear what you meant Yeah, I'll, it's good for me to get a practice in oh what do you mean I'll tell you when we get back Yeah, I wonder what that means Yeah, what else could that mean think come on Michonne use the brain <laughs> uh, Luke Magna Connie Luke. and crew mm. I thought we were going to lose one of these guys now I love this new crew especially Yumiko and Connie are my favourites. Magna's sort of been a bit sidelined, actually, at this point. Mm. When she's, Weird. She's actually the de facto sort of leader of that yeah, mini crew. Yeah. Um, also, I thought she might potentially go, especially when she split off from the main group. Yeah, a little, uh, little kiss with Yumiko. That is interesting. Mm. Now, Big fan of that. Well, I know you are. Let's discuss that quickly. I'm pretty sure that she referenced that she had a boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. When they first a boy, a boy. When they first joined this group, well, they see him, don't they? They find him. Oh yeah, they find his remnants. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, he's he's a walker, isn't he's a walker, he? Walker, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. So that was a very big shock, but I'm all down for that. I, but apparently, I, you know, Yumiko's obviously killed him. Ouch. So that's 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 gospel now. That's gospel. We're not going back to the Jesus, Jesus thing. Stuff. No, we're not doing um, that again. But 
Oh, hey, look, that could happen. That'd be a nice little twist. It would be. Mm. And uh, let's just finally talk about Ezekiel and Alpha. Now, <laughs> is he I, chatting her up? He, he's very smooth operator. Is our mm. is our Corey too Payton, friendly? Uh, Ezekiel. Mm. My thing with this is. Alpha is, you know, she's doing quite a good job acting with a scalped head on her head and all I that sort of stuff. I don't know if she stuff. is. No. <laughs> I'm just what I'm going to say. Right. She sounds like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Everything she says is like, oh, what a lovely day. Yeah. Is that your hair? Yeah. Like... Um, why is there blood running down your head, love? <laughs> yeah. I hear you Mich- have to carry that sword. I hear Michonne's gone out on a security detail. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah. Ezekiel, who are you? Who the fuck are you? That would be uh, straight away. Yeah. They should be on edge here. They yeah. should be on edge. Where's the security? Have they checked anyone? There was no one at the gate, mate. It's absolutely oh, my word. chaos. Terrible. Anyway. Just just fucking zombies walking around. Just Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> What have you brought to Just trade? over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Crazy. But um, when Ezekiel put his arm out and they went off screen, I was like, that's mm. the last time we're going to see Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, turns out we were all wrong. Yeah. So as we said, the fair had this air of optimism. It had this air of like the music was very positive. You had like a tracking shot as it went around all these different groups and different trades and Eugene on like a dunk pool and you know Enid and Sadiq teaching CPR all good stuff mm. all very useful and all you know very important in the zombie apocalypse that they start building this community and teaching other people other things as well yep. so I was a big fan of that mm. but all this time we knew it was going to be too happy you knew something terrible was about to happen yeah the communities have decided to send a strong group and it is a strong group to Hilltop <laughs> to protect them because Hilltop doesn't have enough fighters anymore mm. Daryl, Michonne, Yumiko, Carol, Diane, Magna, and some others. Uh, all <laughs> I don't know the name. Barry. Of, Barry. Um, all head there. So when this group set out, this was my initial concern that we might be losing some of these characters because I <laughs> was like, kill them off instead. Well, imagine that. There was a moment, and we'll we'll get <laughs> on to that in a minute, where they find uh, Ozzy. I think his name is, isn't it? Ozzy. Yes. The um, one of the guys that they hired to protect the roads, the highwayman. The highwayman, Absolute yeah. garbage oh, introduction. So of a, lame. Yeah, I mean, that's still they found a way to introduce something lame. Um, <laughs> but the highwaymen are there and they're like, oh, look, we found the remnants of, of, of someone, the, the hilltop crew from the start of the episode. He's like, okay, okay, let's explore this. But you know it's a trap straight away. Mm. And then you get Michonne, Daryl, Yumiko and Carol surrounded by whisperers. Mm. And not only that... Very easily as well. Well, they did kill about a lot of walkers. I know, but... They're not getting out of that situation, mate. They've got guns and knives. One gun. <laughs> they got <laughs> More than they got. Yeah, more than they got. Jesus. So, Beta appears as well. And mm. that is the big deal here because you see the fear in sort of Daryl's eyes. He's yep. like, Jesus, I've pushed you down an elevator shaft, man. Yeah. You yeah. should be a goner. Yeah, he looks pretty well for someone that's taken an awful fall. He's like the Michael Myers of Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, he maybe. is. He is a very sort of looming, horrific character, and mm. he is that in the in the comics as well. We'll talk yeah. about Vader a bit later. But mm. uh, I was shocked, and I know that you have to spare these characters, but I was shocked that <clears throat> she didn't kill one of them there. Mm. 
Yeah. Did you think that someone was going to be killed out of that group? Did you think it'd be Yumiko just because she gave that kiss? <laughs> well, I felt like uh, when Daryl was taken away, that the ones that were left behind could have could have been Jesus. killed. Jesus, mm. could you imagine? I yeah. Mean, you wouldn't have got that amazing reaction, emotive reaction at the end, though, mm. which we'll get on to. But yeah, yeah. Daryl is taken away and he is given a scene that Rick is given in the comics, which we'll come on to later as well, where he gets taken to a cliff edge and gets shown the actual army of the Whisperers, which is the biggest horde yeah. they have ever faced. Yep. Do... Look bloody good, that. It did look good, actually. Mm. I was surprised because usually their CGI is a bit terrible, but yeah. I thought it was actually pretty good. I think Daryl looked suitably afraid. Mm. And, you know, it's mad when you think about it. How many whisperers have to be in that group, in that <laughs> horde to keep yeah. them there? Mm. Probably a hundred or so, maybe more, mm. you know. So not only do they have the walkers, they've definitely got the numbers as well. Do you think that going into the Whisperer War, that our group can handle the threat that the Whisperers pose, considering it's a combination not only of a giant herd, which we know has almost decimated the group before, mm. and capable soldiers <clears throat> who slip amongst them. Yeah, I mean, I guess the problem that the Whisperers have is that it seems like they've got two very good people. Very, very good people. Yeah. But the rest seem to be a bit yeah, fodder. Like. Yeah, absolute but, cannon fodder. But I think that goes with the territory. It's kind of like they have to be cannon fodder because mm. if they start not acting like a walker, they're going to get bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they kind of have to wait until the very last minute mm. to do anything, Yeah, which means that they are susceptible to just getting their head chopped off by Michonne, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit mad. Mm. There's a reason that Beta's just hanging around at the back. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, He's like, yeah. oh, you guys go first. Yeah. I'll come in after. But I think they're in for a serious, serious threat in mm. when the new season comes around. Maybe even next week. Who knows? Yeah. We haven't watched the preview episodes. We don't do that. The preview trailers. So No interest. Saying, no interest in those. Let's talk about it then. Let's talk about it then. I'm going to say this is, and I said it earlier, this is the Red Wedding of the Walking Dead. The music here, as you alluded to earlier, John, mm. is absolutely excellent. Uh, and it's so shocking it's exactly how I imagined it would feel like when I read it originally. Mm. Let's just play the clip of the scene now <clears throat> with the lovely stirring music, which is horrific at times, <laughs> and also just the reactions from some of the characters. Mm. Have you seen Addy and Rodney? They're supposed to meet me here. Here. She's 
So I remember reading this and being shocked at the brutality and savageness of it. Mm. Uh, And you definitely get that here. The effects, just first and foremost, on the heads is fucking amazing. Yeah. Can I say, when I read the comics, I had no thought that they were zombie heads that were alive. Really? Yeah. Did you not get that? No. I I knew they were slightly moving because they've got that sort of white eye. I can't remember. I remember them being white eyed, Mm. but I just assumed that they were dead. No, how horrific is it that the heads. Yeah. yeah. How horrible is (laughs) that? When the uh, the first highwayman was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Are they imagining this? And I thought, oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, they're zombies. I was Um, cracking up. How does that work, though? Like. What's the... I mean, think about it. No, you like, can cut off the walkers' heads and they still operate. But, yeah, but surely the spikes Well, they've just impaled. like put it in the base of the neck. That's so careful. I mean... That's yeah, too but, careful. But they're making a point of it, aren't they? Yeah, well, we're going to make a point, actually. Sure. So leave them yeah. alive. Make a point. Good. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> well, let's just discuss this right now. So let's discuss who we lost. And this is in the sort of order that we lost them. Okay, um, we've lost Aussie, Hi- Highwayman number two. <laughs> That's what I'm calling him. I don't know what his actual name is. Yeah. DJ, DJ, you, you know who DJ is? Yeah, the good-looking lad, the good-looking guy. Yeah. He's bloody good. Frankie, the the ranger, the ginge, like yeah. me. So yeah. I can Rubbish. call a yeah, ranger because really. I am one. Uh, Tammy, that's sad. Yeah. Addy, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, little nerd. Rodney. Ah, who cares? Tara. Yeah, well, there you go. First big kill. Enid. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. And Henry. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see that that was going to be the last one. Yes. Now, let's go through this in order. Ozzy and Hyoman number two, we don't really care about. Once mm. again, as I said, The Walking Dead has this idea that it can give some lines of dialogue to, to some characters and that we will, will care about them. And, and to be fair, Ozzy was better in this episode, but I, I didn't really care that he had died and neither Highwayman number two. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, I think he's the uh, yeah, but, Barry, um, Barry, help us with this uh, walker, mate. Yeah. Uh Aussie and DJ, good cannon fodder deaths. Yeah, DJ's had some lines this season and we've you know joked about he's him. Had some lines. Yeah, um, we've joked about highway, him. Highwayman number two, Frankie, fucking Addy and Rodney. Go away. Uh, Addy's quite sad because she's just uh, a sweet in a way. Like, kid. Oh, well, not Rodney. I mean, no, fucking not, hell. Even though his name is Rodney. <laughs> genuinely didn't. No, well, we didn't know their names, to be fair. Did it need one more person? I think... I'm not going to criticise their selection, actually. I think they did a good selection, but I do think there needed to be one more big character in mm, there. Rick. Oh, God. <laughs> Imagine his was the last one. Jesus, man. <gasps> 
Rick's back. Oh, he's dead. Well, at least Michonne would finally get the closure that she's been looking <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, Frankie, you don't really care about either. Can I say what I also thought might be one of them? Yes. The talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did. I was prepared for that. You thought dog... Oh. I think he would have been just you, after Rodney. Can I ask you a question? Do you think it would have been the other... The scene would have played the other way around, like Carol would have stopped down, oh, like, la, just la. look at me. <laughs> <laughs> just look dog. At me. Don't look. Don't dog. look, because look at me. Dog. Um, I think the whole audience would be absolutely devastated I, if dog I'd have was gone. gutted, yeah. Yeah. But thankfully, it was Rodney and Addy instead. Well, yeah. So let's talk about Tara. <laughs> that is mad, I think. That is bold. Big. And and the thing is, I know you're not her biggest fan, but she's been around since season four now. Mm. And but they're she, fleshing her out. They're, they're they're giving finally her... giving her a leadership position mm. at the hilltop. I was 100% certain that she was not even going to be considered for death. Yeah. And then they've gone and That's done fair. this. Um, that was, for me... <clears throat> I mean, all three of these actually really shocked me because killing off Henry, but we'll get on to that. Tara is a mad one. It's a mad one for me. Enid was the one that surprised me the most. That got me because I'm not a massive Enid fan, mm. but she had such a strong relationship with Carl. She's been there for a long time, she, mm. you know, just survived somehow, all of that sort of stuff. She's just... Disappointing you know, in the end, her character. Yeah, I Didn't mean... really but, go anywhere. But she could have. Mm. Like, she was just becoming a doctor, you know. Yeah. Like, she, she was being a leader in that respect mm. to lose her now feels like a hammer blow and yeah. more importantly just staying on Tara and Enid when Maggie does come back which is looking likely for next season oh yeah what the fuck is she going to come back to she's lost Jesus Tara and now Enid mm. and Enid had a very special bond with Maggie to the point where they were like sisters kind of situation she was the sister that she'd lost in Beth yeah that is going to be brutal when she returns. Mm. And we do think she is coming back. So, And she's going to have to because, let's face it, as I said, who's the fucking leader of the hilltop at the moment? Earl? <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. They're going to have to install someone else there. Mm. Maybe Daryl, perhaps, you know. Yeah. You know, anyway. Uh, and let's talk about Henry. This is a blow, I think. As much as we have criticised, uh, firstly, homicidal Henry and now horny Henry, <laughs> to see his head on a spike was, I think, really emotional. And to have Daryl react the way he did with Carol, that yeah. got me. Yeah. That got me right in the feels. Mm. Amazing acting from um, Norman Reedus there. Yeah. I literally... That was... That was some powerful stuff. Mm. And you've got to feel for Carol. This yeah. is... Just, you know... She's had it so good for a while and then it just all comes crashing down I again. mean, but she's lost everything again. I mean... It could have been worse, and we'll get onto it in Comic Corner. It yeah. could have been worse. She could have mm. lost Ezekiel as well. Yeah, I mean that would have been wow, wow. I just don't yeah. know how you come back from that because she's mm. already lost Sophia. The Sophia death in season two was arguably the... and Daryl. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Oh, why is, how's that? How's Daryl's head on there? He, he was, was just with them a second ago. This <laughs> makes sense. Where's the continuity? But she, when she lost Sophia, that was one of the most impactful scenes The Walking Dead has ever done. I think. Yeah, that where was she, brilliant. Yeah. Where she walked out that bar. Well, not brilliant, but you know, masochist. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a horrible, horrible scene. Yeah, but very emotional, mm. and you know, it really, really was when The Walking Dead had some. It proved it had emotive moments behind it. And this is, for me, the I think this is the most emotional death we've ever had, this whole scene. Do you know what I mean? 
in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. power. Yeah. So Well that's for- what I mean. Like if you look at the the roster. Yeah. I mean that was more devastating than Rick's explosion at the bridge. Yeah. And then he just washes up on the side of a beach anyway. So it's like, all right, whatever. But that didn't that didn't I wasn't devastated. But what about the the finale of season six, for example? Where you had the cliffhanger, so maybe the opening episode of season seven with the mm. bat, that obviously was very dark and horrible to watch, and we yeah. didn't know who was going to get but it. But that was more like disgusting. Yeah, that was more. Yeah, it this... was a bit like, I mean, right, rightly criticised for being a bit ott. Like, yeah, just gory. Um, whereas this was like again, we talk about pacing and we talk about the music. It sets the scene. And it's just a devastating ending, despite the fact that, you know, in reality, if I look at those individual characters uh, at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't get a a shit about any of them. No, it's true. And some of them, (laughs) I'm not that bothered about Highwayman number two. I don't think you're bothered about seven of the ten, to be honest with you. I think you like Tammy, though. Yeah, yeah. That was horrible, because she just got given that baby. I yeah. felt that was quite brutal. brutal. It's just brutal. All all round excellent stuff though from The Walking Dead. And mm-hmm. Angela Kang uh has proven that Scott Gimple was a fuckwit, yeah. to be honest with you, because Absolute worm. You give her this one season Dweeb. And look at what she's done. And Fuck. she's had to deal Yeah. <laughs> she's had to deal with the fact that Gimple decided to kill off Carl and the fact that Rick wanted to leave the show. And she somehow pulled a fucking proverbial rabbit out of the hat. I would love to to know what Andrew Lincoln feels of that episode i wonder if he watched it and thought fucking hell i wish i could be in that yeah, episode I, I, do you know what i really want to come back and be a hero now i do think and i was crit- you know i was critical of the fact that rick wasn't going to be in the show and carl wasn't going to be in the show i think i've been proven wrong by the fact that daryl has been outstanding hmm. as the new leader yeah there's something about him where he's so switched on but yet he doesn't have to say that much, but he's not as overbearing as Rick is at times. Yeah. He's a bit more considered in what he says. Mm. Very considered at times, obviously, annoyingly. But he just exudes this sort of badass sort of leader status that I just didn't think, you know, I think Rick would get the shit kicked out of him by Beto. I said it a few <laughs> weeks ago. Like Rick ain't winning that fight. There's yeah. no way that's happening. Mm. Daryl, you believe, could win that fight. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Daryl as the de facto leader at the moment. He's doing good. He's doing very good. Please stay on the show, Norman Reedus. Otherwise, I think it's all going to shit after Michonne yeah. leaves because that has been confirmed that she's leaving at <clears> the <throat> end of season 10. Yeah. So wonder what that's going to mean for the Whisperer War. Anyway, after this terrible situation, Sadiq was obviously spared and he was spared for a very particular reason to tell everyone about mm. what happened there. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Alpha is intending this to be a horror story or something, but Sadiq spins it in a way that it's a rallying call to the rest of mm. the, you know, the communities. Turns it into a stand-up comedy routine. <laughs> <laughs> so Blows was, them away as uh, the yeah. headline act at yeah. the, uh, the fair. So I was in this barn, and we're all tied up, and next thing I knew, yeah. everyone's getting their heads chopped off. Yeah. And there's blood everywhere. And he, do you hate it when... Uh, <laughs> observational comedy. Yeah. Um, it goes full improv. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so everyone's he, cheering. It's brilliant. His, and he turns it into this little rallying call, though. Did you did you like that little speech at the end? What, a, was, little, what a little moment for, uh, for Sadiq. It is a moment for Sadiq. He's had a lot of hard 
you know, times, especially because he considers himself the reason that Carl is dead and he mm. knows how important Carl was to Rick and yeah. that affected pretty much everything. Mm. I There was a part of me that thinks the episode would have ended much stronger like it did in the comics with just the characters sort of on their knees mm. um, and this long shot or wide shot of the... Of the, of the Maybe know, they're scared like, of doing that. It is negative, isn't it? Yeah. It is negative, and that is my thing about it. But, man, it just... I mean, look, they've taken a lot of flack for being too dark. That is in... true. And this season has been dark. Mm. I mean, it's dark. This yeah. is the darkest the show's been at this point in time, even though you have the communities and you had the fair. It was all just a setup yeah. to get to this crucial point. And, yes, mm. they're all getting together, um, getting on now yep. and getting together in some instances. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Zombie apocalypse, go for it. <laughs> but uh, it's a dark, dark time in the world of The Walking Dead. And mm. it, let's just say it's going to get worse. Just quickly, <gasps> I didn't know that Game of Thrones was creeping into The Walking Dead, but winter is coming. I John. know, yeah. What the fuck's that all about? Thoughts on the snow. Very inconvenient. Inconvenient? Uh, yeah, okay. I'm not an expert of geography. Are you in, not? Well, Gareth is, oh, but Gareth. he's not here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it does snow in those parts of the world. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think you're nitpicking in a show about the zombie apocalypse, true, true. to be honest. Yeah, sorry. But, sorry. Um, you are right. Well, think about their communities. Yes. How bad is this snow going to get? And They're all trapped at the fair. It just feels like, well, I mean, it's not going to get that bad very quickly, is it? I hope not. I, I feel like it might be used as a signifier of, time passing yeah maybe because there's no way that they're coming back on that no no chance well so you think there's gonna be some sort of snowstorm next week then yeah i don't think it's gonna be limited to an episode it might i think that could it's like a signaling of their winter yeah i think so like harsh crops and yeah. all that sort of stuff yeah yeah that's yeah. because they've never really explored like climate change <laughs> um they've never yeah. explored like the impact of I don't know, like Winter. poor crops and having not stored away wheat. And and that is an interesting, yeah, and talking about that, something that World War Z did very well in the actual book, World War <coughs> Z, not the not the film, which the film's fine, but it mm. doesn't really follow the book in any way, shape or form. But it's to do with these chapters about how zombies are affected in the winter. Right. So when there's snow, obviously, the zombies basically freeze. They can't move. Mm. And that leads to the winter months is a time where the communities can actually like gather their Have strength and well be a bit more relaxed because mm. there's no Chill way, out. there's no way the walkers can get them. I can't do it. It's so too cold. that's interesting. I don't think they'll go there. But I've always said I want to know more about like mm. the. I've said some of these walkers will be massively decomposing right now. Like if you if they grabbed you, you'd just be able to rip their arm off because they've been alive for like some of them have been alive for fucking ages. <laughs> it would be a bit slapstick, but I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. You know, how the fuck are they still biting people? Their teeth would be gum town. New They'd, ones, isn't it? What do you mean they get new teeth? No, no. <laughs> new zombies. Oh, right, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fucking new teeth. <laughs> I was like, what are you I've talking about? I crafted some teeth. <laughs> are you speaking? Um, Whisperer. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. Yeah, on topic. Anyway, that's it for the episode. Bloody brilliant. Um, Excellent. But now it's time to discuss anything that happens in the comics related to where we are in the show now. So if you're not interested in that, there's going to be a little jingle. After the jingle, we're going to talk about it. Then just skip ahead if you don't want to listen to it or just switch off. That's absolutely fine. You've heard our thoughts, yeah. our musings. Go away. But the comic stuff's really good, so stick around for it. 
guys, welcome back to Comic Corner. Here I am with John, the other Comic Corner presenter for this season. Mentally, Yo. he's back. Yes. He said he would never be here, but he is. Never doing another Comic Corner. Well, you're well, in present- it right now. Well, I'm not presenting, so mm. it doesn't matter. We're kind of going to do a bit ad hoc, though. We're just going to talk freely about it. But I thought it'd be a good way to start by freestyle. saying... Freestyle. Freestyle, yeah. Yeah. To say who died in the comics yes. compared to who died in the show. So mm. in the comics, there is actually... 12 uh 12 deaths there were 10 in the show so uh needless here's the here's the here's the comic book characters that die so let's remind us of the show characters actually quickly so we lost ozzy highwayman number two your favorite <laughs> dj frankie tammy addy rodney tara enid henry mm. and in the comics loads of them aren't in the comics loads of them aren't in the comics and the other way around here yeah uh we lose olivia josh Carson, Tammy, so Tammy's consistent. Yep. Luke, you know, the musician Luke. Yeah. Erin, Ken. <laughs> Ken died uh, earlier this season, Is I believe. Is that the one that got the done horse. by the horse? Yeah, done by yeah, the yeah, horse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tammy and Earl's son. Yeah. Uh, Amber, Larry, Oscar, Rosita. <laughs> oh, shit, she was pregnant. And she's pregnant in the comics. And Ezekiel. Mm. So, I mean, Ezekiel's mad. So let's just put that into context. There's a couple of things to go over here. The fair actually takes place in Alexandria, doesn't it, John? Correct. And, you know, at this point in the comics, Michonne and Ezekiel, they were together and then they're not sort of together again. Like Michonne's become a bit aloof, I believe. She went off to do her own thing. She was doing fishing. She was like gathering supplies. Yeah, she's been at Oceanside and stuff as well, hasn't she? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and she comes back into the fold around about the time of the fair, mm. tries to reconcile with Ezekiel. They're both trying to reconcile their relationship. Mm. There's something that they, you know, Ezekiel wants to tell Michonne. Um, and the next time we see him, his head is on a spike. Brutal. So, and that is brutal because Ezekiel is a large and life character and easily one of the most interesting characters in the comic and yeah. the show. Yeah. I was certain we were going to lose him in this episode. Why have they not killed him off? I think they like the dynamic that he brings to Carol. Mm -hmm. I think there's no way they could have killed Henry and Ezekiel. Yeah. So they would have had to do either or. And I think they've gone for Henry because I think they think Corey Patton is a better actor and can give more to the show in the long run. Yeah. And I think that's a fair decision. Yeah. Also... The idea of Carol losing another child makes it very impactful. Mm. And, and I think that's what they've gone for there. Yeah. In the dynamic in the comic between Michonne and Ezekiel, there's no child. Yeah. So it's just a, a purely romantic thing that they've lost the person that they love. Mm. So I think that's why they've done it. The loss of a child is far more impactful to the character of Carol, especially yeah. considering what she's been through before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you dislike any of the changes from the comic to the show? I mean, I know a lot of those characters sort of don't really exist. Not... <clears throat> uh, the Rosita one surprised me because it, it's felt like it's going in that direction all yes, season. Yes, Um And the kind of... Uh, the fallout... Um, yeah. And weirdly enough, obviously, you know, it kind of spurs Eugene in a way. But um, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, so uh, that that for me was was worse than the Ezekiel death, only because we're talking about a fucking pregnant woman who's just been decapitated. Yes, why that is that happening? Is horrendous, isn't it? Yeah. And I was, you know, I like Rosita. I don't want to lose her from the show at all. Actually, mm. 
And if you said to me, would I rather lose Rosita or Tara? I'd probably say I'd rather lose Tara. Yeah, I agree. Just, it's a close one. But the impact of loot, like that's what you just said. What you just said there is essentially the shock value of it in a way. Mm, yeah. Because it is that she's pregnant. Yeah. You know, she's got multiple people who care about her. You've got Eugene, Gabriel and Sadiq in the show. Too many. Too many in the show. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's just Sadiq and and Eugene in the in the comics. Yeah. And when you see her head on a spike, it is insane. Yeah. Because of that very reason you just said, mm. like, we don't like any sort of violence against any sort of pregnant people at all, obviously. <laughs> that goes without saying. Why are we having to confirm that on you the pod? To, you have to say everything these right, days. Okay. Especially with some stuff you come out with. It's these quite, days. Yeah. It's be very politically correct. <laughs> we don't like violence against pregnant women. Fact. So... That's why it's so Don't shocking. Don't be coming after us. Yeah, you can't. We've not said anything bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh, crack on with Comic Corner. Nothing you want to talk about else in the Spike scene? No, look, I, as I say, I'm, I'm more impressed with the fact that they went for those sort of deaths mm. and I was still like, fucking hell. I, I, I've, I've seen some reviews where... Some people have said, oh, they bottled it by not killing Mental. Ezekiel. And it's like, well, but surely the, the emotion, the like the impact of that scene yeah. is more important than who, who died. Yeah. yeah. It's about how it makes the character. It's about the characters have to deal with the characters they've lost yeah. afterwards. Look, if it was like, oh, my God, they've killed all the highwaymen. Yeah. And that was it. That's and a like, well, job. What the fuck is this? That's a bottle job. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I think it's important to note that in this, in the comic iteration, you know, Carl and Lydia are the couple mm. and Carl does not get his head put on a spike. Not only that, Michonne reacts extremely angrily towards Lydia. She blames her for this incident, which is fair in a way. It's not her fault. It's not her fault, but, but you her, can see why. You see why it's happened. It's not her fault directly, but it's because she was taken and she's mm. moved away and Alpha's, yeah. you know, being an alpha. So Michonne actually goes for Lydia and Carl has to point a gun at Michonne mm. and say, back back the fuck up. Mm. And there's an interesting sort of dynamic there. So that would have been interesting to see potentially. But mm. um, as I said, Michonne was with Rick and, you know, imagine if Rick's head was on a spike, like we said, madness. Yeah. Absolute madness. Um, we've got no Rick though. So the scene where Alpha shows Daryl all the walkers, that happens in the comics, <clears throat> pretty much panel for panel. Exactly the same, except it's Rick and Daryl just swapped out. Rick's are they on a mountainside or no? They're on a so like top, top of a building. Of the building yeah, they're on top it? of a yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So similar, but you just see but thousands, yeah, 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 thousands yeah. of yeah. walkers, and Rick's reaction is the same. He's mm. like, "We can't deal with this right now." Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows. I can't be dealing with this right now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Got a fair guy. And on. the thing is, he's the only one that sees it, right? And so is Daryl. Mm. Yeah. So to articulate the numbers is quite hard and I think later on in the comics there's an interesting scene where Rick is like there wasn't thousands there mm. was tens of thousands yeah yeah like, and they're like what well I'll tell you what I will talk about actually yeah which we haven't even mentioned yeah it was bad um, actually, yeah. is uh, is Alpha's reaction um, to the whole scene I, I remember speaking to, to Emma about one of the issues that I had of uh, at the gate um, is that you don't really get the feeling that she's doing all of this to protect Lydia, the, mm. the whole animalistic thing and, yeah. you know, 
call me Alpha. Um, she obviously slaps her. Brutal. Um, which doesn't happen in the comics. No. Um, so she feels like a different version of Alpha, one that is not as, uh, I guess, empathetic to her daughter. Correct. But we finally see some of that when she tears up, um, I'm assuming at the thought, that she's um, never, see her never seeing again. her daughter again. Yeah. Yep. She does that thing where she says to, to Daryl, you know, that she hopes that Daryl can protect her daughter. Yeah. Which is very, like, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then you get that poor fella. He's taking a piss behind the tree. Just walks past. Whisper and he's number like, 10. Why is she crying? Yeah. Um, as soon as she does the finger to come over. Run. Run away, mate. Run away. You're wearing a mask. Yeah. She's not going to know who you are. Yes, good point. Just walks up. Of course he's going to be stabbed to death. Yeah. Moron. Absolutely brutal and happens exactly like that in the comics as well. Um, Alpha does show that sort of empathy that we know that she does have because we've seen elements of it in the comic. Yeah. Um, And she can show no weakness. Mm. Beta's the only one who sort of knows that she has that little bit of weakness Mm. and she allows him to see that but she usually just says she needs some time alone and he understands. He follows her and he trusts her. Yeah. Um, Anyone else who can basically challenge her or see that a weakness she kills instantly. Yeah. yeah. She blames it as a challenge. She said, Oh, that person challenged me. I just I just fucking shanked him. Yeah. Done. Game over. <laughs> really? He challenged you. But he was really like he just joined a minute ago. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. he challenged me, mate. Oh, he's Big a time. plumber. Big time challenge. Yeah. Sorted him right out. Yeah. Are um, you challenging me? No, I'm not. Definitely. No, you're dead now as well. The only other thing to mention here in Comic Corner is the use of the radio by you. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, of course, yeah. So the radio will actually prove to be quite important at some points, you know, in the in the near future. Mm. And I think expanding communications is a good thing. A peek into season 10, mayhaps. Yeah, like a little treat, a little tidbit into season 10. Mm. That's probably the reason we couldn't lose a character like Eugene, right? Because he's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. one in the community who has the ability to transform the lives and sort of reach <laughs> of the communities. Yeah. Just through his sheer knowledge of how to make things. I know, yes, he says silly things all the time. Yes. And he loves playing our RPG tabletop games. Mm. Fair enough. You do you, mate. You've got to get yourself interested in the <laughs> zombie apocalypse. Do what you want to do, Eugene. Don't mm. listen to John. Yeah. If you're building radios and bullets and being useful and John's sitting here criticising you... and you He's not play- done the radio yet, though. Well... You're busy place. doing the fucking RPG bollocks. <laughs> fucking nonsense. Anyway, that's it. That's it for Comic Corner, then. Yeah. Bloody good episode. Bloody good episode in terms of the way that it stuck to the comics, other than those key deaths. A couple, a couple of them changed other than Tammy. Uh, it's a shame, really, that we didn't lose Rosita and Ezekiel, but at the same time, it is not <laughs> a shame, because I love those characters and I'm happy yes. they're around. And I think it's a fair replacement to put Tara, Enid and Henry in there, mm. especially the emotional impact of Tara, Enid and Henry. Those three characters, for me, made it the most impactful death scene The Walking Dead has ever had. Yes, I agree. So, John, that's it. The best ever episode of The Walking Dead? May, maybe, maybe. It's um, I, I, I struggle to think of many others. Uh, season... Five episode one, I remember being blown away by that. Um, 
I, I think mean, I think it was season five. The episode, Grove, I'm sure it was, the but, Grove. Um, with, it's just excellent. Yeah, there's the Grove with Carol and Tyrese and the girls. Excellent episodes. Yeah. Terminus, the breakout of Terminus. Mm. There's also the season seven episode one premiere, which everyone says is a bit dark, but is obviously an extremely important episode for the show. Yeah, everything on All Out War after that was garbage. So absolutely pathetic. Um, they nailed that bit, though. I have to say, but mm. for me, this is the best episode the show's done. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Just ended, and that's it. I don't think you can top it, and. It's going to be very interesting now to see how they handle a season finale. Usually, they try and, you know, save a big set piece for the season finale. Yeah. This time, the set piece has moved an episode ahead. I'm Mm. very interested to see what they're going to do in next week's episode. All I'll say is, we need to see more Negan. Yes, definitely. If we Um, don't see more Negan, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's been very short-changed this episode. I mean, I know he's in a cell, and I know he broke out for one episode, but I I just think we need to see him. We need to be reminded that he's there. And as I said, John, uh, I don't think I've asked you this question, actually, because Emma has been the one that's been opposite me. How would you feel if in season 10 or 11 of the show, I don't know how long the show's going to go on for. Well, let's say 11. How would you feel if Negan is Judith's father? Like parent <laughs> um, and RJ's uh, because it's going that way in my opinion. I can't see any other parents for Judith. Let's imagine that Michonne's leaving the show. Hmm. Well, Jerry's doing a right job, isn't he? Yeah, but he's got too many, mate. No, that makes it easier because then it's like, well, here way, you go. This, this no one present for all of you. But do you think, just say yes or no, that that Negan is going to be the father figure for Judith? No. Okay, that's good. Thanks very much for that, mate. And on that bombshell, <laughs> uh, that's the end of the episode. If you did enjoy this episode, please do let us know your thoughts. I'm sure there are lots of thoughts that you all have out there because mm. this episode was insane. You can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com or alternatively contact us on the social media pages, fan underscore critical on Instagram, at fancriticalpod on Twitter and fancritical on Facebook. Just to say as well, Game of Thrones podcast, we have got it. Bastards and Broken Things, Ooh. search for it. Subscribe, that would be amazing if you can. We'd really appreciate the support on that channel. We're trying to make that channel its own separate entity. Mm. Uh, not only that, Patreon in the show notes. If you like our content, want to hear some cast it's want to hear some bonus stuff, commission a podcast, be a guest on a podcast, then please do support us on Patreon. We really appreciate the support. It is amazing. Uh, and that's it for this week, John. Mm. Emma will be back for the season finale. Insane that she missed this one. <laughs> Um, if you're going to miss an episode, why would you idiota, miss the best one? Idiota, She doesn't use her brain. I think we should... We might find her on a pike later, to be honest with you. Yeah. Very well, pot. she's not using her brain. She might as well be a zombie at this point. What but... was that little noise you did earlier? <laughs> that's them on the spikes. And that's literally the drivel that you hear out of Emma's mouth every week. So <laughs> That would be quite a funny podcast. Imagine that. What? Just sitting here and just saying... Okay, so obviously uh, we had... Uh, ten rather than twelve. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of uh, of Henry being <laughs> Henry being the last one, and just Emma's response just being <laughs> and again, yeah, okay, yeah, no, fair enough, be hilarious. And, and that she would, and I'm thinking we could try and get something like that going next week. <laughs> she can still host. Do the links. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. <laughs> no, Emma, we do miss you, and we'll see you next week. Uh, I'm sure all the listeners miss you as well. And they they send their their love to you, I hope. Or maybe not. Anyway, (laughs) bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, Me and Eugene are off to go finish that radio.
Oh, fuck off. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.